Hey guys, Curtis here. Quick note on this edition of Locked On Kentucky. Kyle and I both had family obligations on Sunday, so we recorded this edition on Saturday before the news of Landon Young's injury broke. So we won't be discussing it in this conversation, but we will on the next Locked On Kentucky. Now here's today's episode. Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your new daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker, longtime Kentucky beat writer uh, for the Courier Journal and SEC Country, and coming soon to a website to be announced later. Uh, if it is big to the Big Blue Nation, we will be talking about it every single day, Monday through Friday, right here on Locked On Kentucky on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the podcast, we're going to be breaking down some football. Some interesting ticket numbers came out this week. Then we're going to discuss a surprising college basketball score from one of the summer tours. And we're going to wrap up by talking about some of the U.K. administration in coaching and in the athletic department office. And I'm just going to be honest, we're going to make fun of them a little bit. But it is game week, and we're going to start off with football, Kyle. I guess we'll just start off with a negative, get that out of the way in a, from a Kentucky fan standpoint. There was a Lexington Herald-Leader report from Jen Smith that according to UK, there is just a hair over 40,000 tickets out earlier this week for the season opener against Central Michigan. Compare that to last year when there were a little bit under 55,000 for the opener against EKU. Kyle, why do you think that is? Yeah, it's pretty interesting um, and I think telling um, about where this fan base's head is at. I mean, you're coming off back-to-back seven-win seasons, back-to-back bowl games, after, what, going six years without a bowl game. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think, I, you know, I, put, I tweeted something out about being sort of surprised by that number, and a lot of people responded um, talking about ticket prices, talking about the home-watching experience being – Obviously cheaper and should, better and more comfortable. should say real quick, tickets are available $32 a piece, which, I mean, when you have a family, that's a can add up quickly. But from, you know, just a single-time event, I don't think that's astronomical or anything. Right. But a I couple friends, yeah. yeah. I, I think people's points is you got you got to pay for parking. You've got to you, – you're investing a whole day uh, of your time. Uh, you're dealing with traffic probably, although at this crowd, probably not. Um well, I mean, sessions, all those things. I mean, it adds up. If it is a family, it's a couple hundred bucks yeah. easily. I mean, forty thousand people. Forty thousand people would still be. I've been to games there where they had forty thousand people, and I breezed <laughs> right on in and right on out. I mean, out the out part, everybody's gone. But uh, now, I you know, I get some of the um, some of the concerns. Uh, I think there is still lingering anger, annoyance, bitterness with the reseeding and reticketing after the, the renovations, some people lost their longtime seats. Um, I think there's some of the same sort of anger and bitterness about the notion that all these upgrades for what I think the total ended up being about 160 million, um, that for all that, that most of the upgrades were geared towards the wealthy fan. Well, most um, of the upgrades were geared towards the recruiting room. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, and, and that does improve your product. Should be noted that the a lot of the upstairs now has a back on the bleachers, so that's a little bit more comfort. Yeah, they pretty much bleacher backed all the all the 
almost every seat now, right? I mean, pretty uh, much. Um, most of the upstairs. I the last time I was in it at media day, they were finishing up. I don't know exactly everything. I think the yeah. student section might not be, but right. I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I mean, there's been upgrades. There all are over. some upgrades for the for the standard fan. I think just most people feel like they don't feel it as much when that for them for the common fan is when they see you know the the bourbon room and all the you know all the stuff. I think there you know there's also this. Um, irritation and this this movement and i th- I think it's a fair one that uh the wealthy fan can drink in the suites and that will be the case at rupp arena when when this when those upgrades are done as well and the common fan cannot and that's an sec rule but it's also the sec rule that allows the disparity and i think that is ridiculous i, I mean like the average fan cannot be trusted to drink and get home safely, but the rich fan can. I don't understand. I mean, I don't understand. You know, because if you're going to cite safety and and drunk driving or whatever you're going to cite about it, it just doesn't make any sense to allow it for one group of people based on how much they're willing to pay you, and not allow it for the other. Um, I, so I think I think I guess what I'm getting at, and it's a long way to say, I think there are a lot of factors, and I think there's also then the football factor of, um, yes, it was better back-to-back bowls, but also the disappointment that this team, this, this fan base has kind of like surged and gotten behind stoops in this program a few different times and been a little bit let down each time, you know, in the early going, you know, 50,000 for a spring game, people, people had a surge of excitement. Then you, you go two and 10, then you go, uh, the next year you start what five and one and blow it or four and one. And the next year five and one and don't make it to a bowl game. And then last year, was supposed to be that breakthrough year, and it was so close to being that. I mean, they are what? what what's the number? Is like ten points from from being from a ten win team, I believe. Yeah, like ten total points, something like that. Um, you you got to beat Florida. You blow that. You're up thirteen in the fourth quarter. You lose at home, and the fans had surged again, kind of gotten behind them. They were ready to party that night, ready to believe. Uh, you've got Ole Miss beat. You blow that one at home. Just those two. I mean, that's that's nine wins, and that's a historic season for Kentucky. And I think so. I think when you talk about people are say it's too expensive, people are frustrated if they lost their longtime season tickets in the in the renovations. People are frustrated because they feel like the common fan is being a little bit shorted in all this, and then they're and they're frustrated by getting exciting and, and excited and being let down. That all sounds like it adds up to about twenty thousand people, probably. Nope, that's deciding to stay home. No, those are all factors that are very minor it's all about the home viewing experience in my opinion and when you view at home <laughs> since only forty thousand, i guess are going to go to this game we'll see that number they still got a week to sell tickets and there's some deals out there right now um, from uk tickets so you can go check those out but you know i think the biggest question there was an open practice last week it sounds like from reports from that practice terry wilson seems to i wouldn't say won the job but it feels like he's the guy there was some people inter- interpreting body language, which is always a little bit dangerous, but then you, they paired that with how he looked in the practice, and it looked like he was the number one guy. Yeah, and we 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 talked about this. Well, I, I think both of us have talked about it repeatedly, and we talked. I think we talked about it on the very first episode of this podcast. Um, I, I continue to sort of be of the belief, if even if they're really close in all other areas, you go with the guy who can do something when everything breaks down, and and if it if these reports that. It looks like he's throwing about as accurately as his competition. Then, to me, there's no question because yeah. he's got the bigger arm and he's definitely got the edge 
in terms of mobility and that's not a and knock, improvisation not a knock on gunner hoke being unathletic because as we talked about on the last podcast cj conrad said he's the fastest guy on the field and when you talk to some of the coaches terry is yeah, yeah terry wilson is and when you talk to some of the coaches and the, the speed they do with that gps thing he's topped out as good as anybody this offseason so th- those things both make a ton of sense um, we're going to talk a ton of football this week. We're going to Mark Stoops has his press conference. Uh, you're probably listening to this on Monday, so he'll be speaking this afternoon. We're going to talk about that on the Tuesday podcast. We're going to break down Central Michigan to a certain extent. We're going to look at the schedule as a whole, talk about some key positions and all those things coming up. So stay tuned for all that. Um, but first, um, before we get to our next segment about that surprising college basketball result, I do want to remind everybody again, if you're listening to this podcast some of your customers might be if you're a business owner or manager. Um, if you're interested in advertising on this, give us, um, she was going to say give us a call, but I'm not going to give out that phone <laughs> up, my phone number. Email us at lockedonkentucky at gmail.com. We've already been in contact with a couple people. We're really excited about that and look forward to working with your business. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you do know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in the business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate that offer. That's ONCOLLEGE. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code on college when creating your account to claim the bonus you play you win you get paid locked on nfl has become locked on nfl of experts matt williamson hosts locked on nfl and has a brand new lineup every monday it will be the locked on's local experts on the biggest stories then matt renna from pro football focus will join every wednesday and espn's amazing mike sando joins on thursday be sure to follow Locked On NFL on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts to get this amazing content. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right, Kyle. The headline that kind of grabbed some stuff this week was the result from Barcelona and Michigan is over there on their foreign tour and they got beat by a team that Kentucky played. Yeah, Mega B-Max. Uh... A pretty good Serbian pro team. They've won what won their league championship three straight years. The last five drafts, I think they've had nine guys drafted. That was expected to be Kentucky's big challenge in the Bahamas, and they just absolutely eviscerated uh, Mega B Max by thirty. Um, and it wasn't even close from the start. I think uh, the biggest margin early in the first half was like twenty nine to twelve. Kentucky just yeah. totally right out of the gate, yeah. totally blitzed them. They were it was the most focused I've ever seen a team in a meaningless exhibition game. Yeah, and I I heard some some chatter after that from people around the program that like Mega had been talking a little bit. I think they had heard some some chat. I mean, you know, and you know, rightly so. I mean, these are grown men and pros, and they probably thought. These these Kentucky young Kentucky Bucks were not gonna uh, hang with them, and whether that was contrived, whether that was some information, some sort of uh, 
propaganda that the coaches put in their ear or not, <laughs> there was some motivation there, and those guys kind of went into that game, I think led by the who I think is going to be their emotional leader, Keldon Johnson, with the mentality of you know slaughter these guys and they played like it i mean they just suffocated them from the jump and it it was not close and i think it was kind of the opposite in this michigan game uh i think they mega was up pretty much from the start or or pretty early uh i was seeing some tweets about it yeah they you know, got, while it was in progress the biggest lead appears to and this is from the athletics brendan quinn who was over there um on twitter was 42 to 28 Oh, wow, so up 14. Or, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it ended up being, what, like a 10-point loss? Yeah, at some point, Michigan cut it to a one-possession game, but, uh, yeah, the final ended up being 81-73. to 73, So kind of semi-handily, yeah. it sounded like, you know, Mega was in control the whole time, and it was the complete opposite when it, Kentucky was in Bahamas facing. Should be noted, Goga, and I don't know. Don't even try to say the last name. He, Goga, yeah. he the is, best player for them. Yeah, their highest prospect. He only played 12 minutes against Kentucky in that game, so that's probably why the lead got stretched out at the end. But as we mentioned, it was a blowout from the start, and Kentucky was in control completely as soon as that game got tipped off. Yeah, and I don't think Michigan was totally at full strength. But this is, I mean, this is a good Michigan team. I think Michigan was maybe missing a big man as well. Um, they, they're obviously missing their coach. Um uh, John Beeline is is back in Ann Arbor. I think he had heart surgery, um, but this is a top, you know preseason top twenty five team in all the two early polls. I think you said ESPN they're like seventeen and they're about twenty one in CBS. Yep, that's exactly they're, right. They're a legit um, top twenty five team. They have Charles Matthews, the, mm-hmm. the Kentucky transfer, and he uh, decided to pull out of the NBA draft. And he's a very good player. They have some very good players. Um, yeah. I you know I think this. Is it's really interesting and useful? I think you know. I'm glad that Mega played another top college team because it gives us some frame of reference, even if they, all things aren't maybe exactly equal. I think it does give us some frame of reference. And and Brendan Quinn for the Athletic also interviewed Mike Schmitz, who uh, is one of the Draft Express uh, draft analysts, and he he travels. It's crazy how much he and Jonathan Gavoni um, of Draft Express go all over the world to see these international guys, and and uh, Schmitz was over there in Barcelona watching Mega and Michigan play. Uh, and his quote to Brendan was, "I think Mega would probably be the equivalent of a high major college team. Uh, I think Kentucky is probably ten or fifteen points better than them, probably not thirty. And his his um, assertion was that that was the Kentucky game was sort of an abnormally bad one for Mega and a very good one for Kentucky." Um, but even then, that Kentucky's clearly significantly better than that team, and that team beat Michigan. So um, all that to say, this hype train ain't slowing down for Kentucky basketball. Yeah, it's a little bit of you know confirmation, more than anything, that Kentucky's really good. And there was that that was kind of became the question when Kentucky dominated that whole tour. What was what was the level of competition? Who did they play? And then you became questioning that because you don't really have any idea. Yep. I mean, the last game, I don't know if I said this on that podcast, but uh, there were reports that that Team Toronto was out at the casino. Oh, little, really? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit late the night before and enjoying yeah. enjoying the Bahamas, yeah. and they came to shoot around about an hour before tip and didn't know where the heck their locker room was. Nice. They, they weren't. They didn't seem super prepared. Yeah. But the the BMAX game kind of seems to be the measuring stick, and now it's a fair one to. And and you would th- and I think Mega being a, a pro team that's together, I think that Team Toronto was kind of thrown together as I understand yeah, it. They yeah. thought they were going to have Kyle Wilcher. 
you know, a borderline NBA guy, former Kentucky guy, and that would have been made that more intriguing. He he signed a pro contract right before that trip, and so he didn't come. And uh, but I think Mega was, you know, that was a real team, a real pro team. They had their guys. Uh, they have a lot of pride. They wanted to beat Kentucky and 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 couldn't, and so that that to me is significant. And it's nice to have this sort of apples to apples, yeah, close to apples to apples comparison for that game. All right, we're gonna wrap up with some talk about a Kentucky coach and the athletic director. And I don't know if we should do this on the second podcast, but we're gonna do it anyway. We're gonna make fun of them a little bit. We are. Hopefully, we don't get shut down. The wait is nearly over. Football is almost here, and it means fantasy football season is back, and FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. FanDuel has something for everybody, and there are more ways to win than ever before. Don't believe us? How's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This locks before week one, so don't miss out. Your chance, and sign up now. It is crunch time for fantasy football, and Locked On is delivering. Locked On has a brand new fantasy football show called Locked On Fantasy Football 247. Fantasy Football 247 will give you the latest trends, hot roster moves, and where to get an advantage. Plus, Ethan Turner, the injury expert, gives you the edge. Locked On Fantasy Football 247 is here to help you win your league. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle, you and I were texting this weekend about what we were going to talk about on this podcast, and you came back with the stuff we, the first two topics, and I replied, and this. And then I just sent you a picture that Megan Calipari had tweeted out earlier in the day. Yes, and it is a picture of John Calipari and Ellen Calipari, his wife. They're in black t-shirts with a pair of white-gloved hands pointing at each other. And like, you might recognize these white-gloved hands, these animated white-gloved hands, uh, as the white-gloved hands of Mickey Mouse. Uh, these or are many. Or many. Depending, I'm guessing. Well, they're Mickey and Minnie. Yeah. And Cal's shirt says, I'm hers, and his little Mickey Mouse hand is pointing to Ellen, and her shirt says, he's mine, with her little Minnie Mouse hand pointing to John Calipari. And this caps a summer of absurdity from the Calipari family. Cal is, if you want an idea of how good Calipari is feeling about his team, he's completely unhinged on vacation. Uh, we've had some, I mean, he went to dinner, like a, it was a birthday dinner for his son-in-law. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know where they are, Florida or somewhere. I don't know. They, I think they're in Boston actually. Oh, is that, they were in front of a Tesla dealership in, in the, one of the pictures. Um, the picture that I have noted, and I, I, I feel like this should have gotten a little more attention because the few people that did respond were like, oh my God, I cannot see anything else. Calipari, John Calipari looks like a cardboard cutout. In the photo, it looks like a cardboard cutout got propped up behind them. Other than a real live hand on Ellen's shoulder, his actual body and face look like a cardboard cutout. And if you go and look at it, it I mean, that's what it looks like. His yeah. daughter responded and said, I said, why does Calipari look like a cardboard cutout? And she said, this is the only way we can get him to hang out with us. <laughs> but then he he like it. He was like manic that night. He was just 
just mega tweeting his dinner and his like vacation time. It Did like, a little pictures, bit. and then he posted a video where he went all the way around the table. I think they were singing "Happy Birthday" mm-hmm. to his son-in-law, and then he <laughs> turns the camera around. I think physically, instead yes. of using the little button on the camera, he physically turned his camera around so you could get a good look at his face. Is kind of, <laughs> he, he, I mean, I don't think Cal's a big drinker, and I don't want to put this on him, but it. <laughs> He had a he had the face of a man who'd had a couple glasses of vino, and there was wine on the table. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he's a good he's he, all good Italian men have a plate of spaghetti and a glass of red wine. I did like the reply Calipari sent out to his daughter Megan um, from that tweet, and he said that wasn't supposed to be seen. Neither one of us are old enough to go in public in those shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Mickey Mouse shirt? Yes. Oh, that's... Oh, that's. I, I think it's it's funny that they've kind of reversed roles. Normally, the parents try to embarrass, embarrass the, the kids, kids and yeah. now... I think the kids have no shame. I, I don't think you... I don't think Cal can even embarrass his kids anymore. No. I, I, I the, the Calipari daughters... the. Brad Calipari is limited in how much fun he can have because he's under the social media watchdog at at Kentucky that the other players are. But his sisters do not care, and it is great. They they poke fun at Cal. They poke fun at Brad. Uh, They love their mom. They're Mm -hmm. like uh, very adoring daughters. But it's great because they just they give. You know, not very many people are able to give John Calipari a hard time or make him uncomfortable by putting out things he doesn't like. You know, he likes to cast himself in the best light. Yeah. They they enjoy very much to cast him in the not best light, and I that I enjoy. Yeah, it's always fun. The other administrator, Mitch Barnhart. I don't know, Kyle. Is uh, what's what's the saying? Um, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah, is that what we say? Yeah. So what I think happened was, um, and thank you guys. We want to we want to first say thank you for listening to Locked On Kentucky. Um, which we launched with one kind of debut episode last week. And now today we start our run. Uh, important to point this out. We're going to be every day. Uh, and that's that's the tagline for the whole network, Locked On uh, Podcast Network, your team every day. And your team is Kentucky. And we are longtime Kentucky uh, media guys. And we are pretty plugged into the program. And we're going to bring whatever we know and whatever we think about the news of the day every day, Monday through Friday, uh, right here on Lockdown Kentucky. And so we thank you guys who uh, who saw that we were doing this last week and heeded the call to subscribe, rate, and review us. Uh, and you're doing so, so many of you doing so, uh, catapulted us. We started out today just inside the top 100 on the iTunes sports podcast list, and we were excited, really excited about that. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of kept checking it through the day, and that thing skyrocketed. We ended up uh, early the second day after the first podcast posted – uh, 40th, number 40 um, on the iTunes podcast rankings. And I think that's basically, uh, the rankings are essentially, um, I, I think, a formula based on uh, on new new subscribers and I think new ratings and reviews, which means we were getting a bunch of those. And so we thank you. And so what I think happened, Curtis, is Mitch Barnhart, who is a very, I mean, noted uh, attention seeker, very vain <laughs> <laughs> He, he he cannot stand it for anybody to one up him in the public eye. He saw that, and within forty eight hours, yes, it was a quick turnaround. I mean, they, I, I'm impressed by this. Within forty eight hours, Kentucky announced the debut of the Mitch Barnhart podcast, 
which, by the way, is 101st in the iTunes rankings right now. So A little bit behind us. And we're still in the top 75. So, Yeah, so Mitch Barnhart has a podcast. I think it's all pure jealousy mm-hmm. from a very vain man. And I think everybody knows I'm kidding about that. Mitch Barnhart would probably prefer that we don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> um, but what do you think? Well, I'm interested. Uh, I assume this is, you know, Cal Perry talks about this a lot. You know, social media and just the way media mediums are now. You you don't have to if yeah. you're a public figure, you can in some regards control the message or at least make sure your message gets out exactly how you want it. And this is an opportunity, I guess, for him to do that, to meet the fans where they are. Yeah, and some fans have turned him into a whipping boy from an array of topics and you know, that happens when you're the athletic director and in charge of everything's from uniforms to checkerboard you know, uniforms. Yeah, to you I'm know hurt, you, people don't like those. At the start we went through the list of complaints people have for the the football stadium renovation which in theory is an amazing accomplishment what they were able to take commonwealth stadium and turn it into and now kroger field what it is just from an aesthetic standpoint is unbelievable um but he gets criticized for that so i feel like he just wants to get his voice out there and on top of that he's going to be interviewing the coaches he started out the first one with was with craig skinner and he's going to do mark stoops i guess um this week at some point kind of prep up for the football game. So it just gives another avenue to kind of share what what's going on inside and give a little bit more insight because I always feel like people question things they don't completely understand. Yeah. And I think what the thing you got to keep in mind with Mitch Barnhart is when he doesn't give direct answers or short, concise answers, and sometimes he gets kind of attacked for skating questions, when you're in a position – of that magnitude, everything you say carries a ton of weight. And so you have to measure your words and you have to get exactly what you want to say out there. And that's why he probably talks a little bit too long when, right. when he goes. Because, I mean, the football media press conference, his opening statement was utterly ridiculous. Yeah. And that's A. It was he like 15 minutes. Yeah, right? A, he was just bragging on the whole program. That's kind of his one shot to do that. So he's mentioning rifle and everything. And then B, he just wants to make everything very clear what he's trying to say. Yeah, I mean, ask Urban Meyer about the mm. you know the pitfalls of not saying what you should have said, um, not measuring your words. He had to go in the notes mode and type out a long thing that nobody believes. I saw uh, someone tweet out about Urban Meyer, and then well, this is going to be probably the extent we talk about him. But it was uh, Urban Meyer just committed to I respect women university. <laughs> In the notes mode, <laughs> in the notes, the recruits like to use yes. note, mo- notes mode to announce their yes. commitments. By the way, Curtis is as we record this wearing a Got Urban uh, shirt that he dug out from his uh, deep in his uh, wardrobe today. Yeah, it was uh, when I used to work at the Cat Spalls. They had a partnership with Gator Bait that was kind of their network, and we shipped out some shirts. And this is a Urban Meyer Florida shirt. It's actually yeah. pretty sweet. I bet you could get some. Well, nothing for it right now. But. Right, it'd be super cheap right now. Real quick, want to read one review. And if you can, please go review, rate, all those things help, and subscribe. Um, this is from J.K. Mann. Great hair and great opinions. Learns, learned scholars, titans of media. I heard that both are good dancers. I doubt it. But they deserve boatloads of cash and fistfuls of praise. Thank you, J.K. Mann. I know who that is. And uh, if you want to leave a comment, we're going to be looking through those. we got so many, we can't go through all of them, but it's a great way to kind of let us know what you want to hear from this podcast and all those things. So be sure to do that. I think we're on almost all the um, podcast platforms. Google platform or Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah. I don't, I guess SoundCloud not, right? Because I don't think so. Because we're hosted on a different yeah. 
uh, thing. But but you'll be able to get us no matter what kind of phone you have. So be sure to subscribe and rate on whatever app you are using. All right, I am Curtis Birch. I'm Kyle Tucker. We are Locked On Kentucky on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If it is big for the Big Blue Nation, we will talk about it Monday through Friday, every day, from now until ever. So uh, join us, uh, and and like Curtis said, please do subscribe, so we'll be there every day. I think we're going to get involved in Alexa soon, so all you have to do is ask your Alexa to play us, and that's exciting. So uh, stay tuned. This is going to be a really cool deal, and we are not going anywhere. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.